This baby hits 88 miles per hour. They're gonna see some serious. Welcome back to the Pass Forward Podcast. This is episode 51, Die Harder. <laughs> and harder. And harder. I guess. If you're into that. I'm surprised I hadn't used this one yet because that was a very dumb sequel subtitle to, you guessed it. Yeah. Mr. We Rogers. Learn too. Oh. Yeah, sorry. Uh, Do you think they had a meeting about that and there were other options and they're like, no, harder. And they're like, okay, you win. Get out of the Fine. office. I'm afraid of you. You have to win. All right. Well, I'm Corey Draper. With me, as always, are the voices, the other voices you hear, mm. Colin Harmon. I'm that one. And Wes Allen. Zang. We apologize for our extended leave, but hey, it's the summer. We have vacations and stuff. You yeah. Know? We've got stuff. lives and wives and knives. <laughs> <laughs> and chives. High fives. Uh, and we have, you know, things to do, so we can't always get in here into the booth and record two episodes a month. But hey, you get this one, and it's going to be jam-packed because it's, it is it is our news episode, and it's been a while, so we've got a lot of reboots and revivals and things to talk about that pertain to 80s and 90s pop culture. If it's your first time listening to us, welcome. You can interact with us at PassForwardCast on Instagram and on Twitter. Ooh. And you can email us, PassForwardCast at AOL.com. And if you follow us on Instagram, you have a new opportunity to interact with us. You do. What's that? We, You know, they have that new feature on the Instagrams. The Instagram, yeah. Where you can ask a question in your stories. Yeah, go ahead, caller. And so we did, <laughs> we did, <laughs> we did that today where uh-huh. we asked... You all, uh, is there a question you want us to, we're yeah. recording today, is there a question you want us to answer at sure. all? So, uh, that said, Wes, is there a question you want to pull from that, that bucket of questions? Yeah, yeah I th- there was a good one that I got from uh, Mike Anderson, who is a friend of the podcast, who him. has a great podcast called uh, Scare- Scary Movie Ice Cream Night, mm. and also the newly added mm. Saturday Morning Ice Cream Podcast. Yeah, so if you like this podcast, definitely check you should, that out. Yeah, if you like and this podcast, he's a great like illustrator, so you should def- definitely check out his work, too. Mm. But he asked us, if you could bring back one line of toys, what would it be? Who wants to go first? I'll go first since I already got the question. Oh, okay, yeah. Uh, I would probably bring back either Mighty Max, Ooh. which is kind of like Polly Pockets, but kind of the boy version of it. Mm-hmm. Or I would bring back Barnyard Commandos. <laughs> Do you know what those are? <laughs> I don't, but it, I, I just the it was basically like uh, farm animals that kind of like were all kind of ramboed out. Okay, so that's exactly what <laughs> I yes. meant. <laughs> I think they had an animated series, but they were mainly known for their toys okay. and stuff. Okay, so. huh, that's interesting. And also know. stone protectors. Mm. Oh yeah, what's stone protectors? Stone protectors. It's kind of like a, a like a Ninja Turtle version of uh, trolls. Uh, okay. Where they're all kind of like they're actually bulked stones. out and wear rollerblades and have dyed hair and everything. So they're like the trolls that live in the frozen world that are Kristoff's parents. No. I'm not a girl. <laughs> You're a girl. <laughs> so <laughs> I, basically it was the executives of whatever toy company makes trolls and they're like, we're not getting enough boys to buy our products. <laughs> How do we market this to boys? Or battle tro- trolls. Do you remember battle I trolls? I do. Yeah. Oh, so battle yes. Trolls, yeah. That's unfortunate. So clearly they were trying to reach a certain demographic, and that's what popped out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. Anyways, so that's four or five of mine. Yeah, you, you definitely win. I'm not going to be that prepared. 
I think I would probably bring back micro machines. I feel oh yeah because That's I feel one. like well I think if it's a toy that I would still collect in my adult life. I'm not proud of that, yeah. but I definitely <laughs> you still have a desk. Work. You have I have a desk and places to put things. Tiny things. Lots of them, and I just feel like those were always a really fun thing uh, that existed that got discontinued. Um, and as I quickly looked them up, they came back for a little while when Star Wars Episode Seven came out, and they ah. released these little teeny ship pack. But those are not micro machines. Mm. Those are micro ships. Yeah. <laughs> Even though they're, they're sh- still machines. Yeah, but let's just talk about the fact that they have no wheels. Mm. What are you going to do? Roll them around on nothing. You can't roll them. They're <laughs> stupid. So I would say I still look forward to those coming back. And for all of the cool cars and things like that that exist now, they would do well. Who owns that? Hasbro. Hasbro. Okay. They're, they're mm-hmm. kind of making like a comeback with things and they're, movies and stuff. They're so coming I would, around. They'll, they'll probably come back with it. Dude, a Micro Machines movie would destroy in ways that Transformers never could. <laughs> It'd be so It'd tiny. be the Ant-Man of Transformers <laughs> movies, and I would love it. That would be so true. I would go see that. <laughs> yeah. Basically, just watch Ant-Man. In the yeah. Movie. That's a million-dollar idea right there. They have Micro Machines in there. So it's, it's a tough question because, you know, you, you think through it through the filter of an adult. It's like, okay, well, I don't play with toys anymore per se. But Liar. We yeah, yeah. Liar. No, we don't Liar. play with toys at all. He's so. lying. <laughs> <laughs> well, we do collect them, at least. Sure. Some yeah. of us. Some of us still play with them. Nobody plays with them. Um <laughs> And no, also, we don't play with them at four o'clock every day. No, it's fine. Uh, there, there are okay. So you also look through the filter of like, okay, you know, there are toys that I played with that were popular, like Ninja Turtles, Power Rangers, but they exist now, like and in probably better format because there's new technology and all that stuff. So the first thought I had was actually, uh, you know, there wasn't those was Lightbright. Those but, exist like, still. They exist still. But you know how it's really popular right now, adult coloring books? Yeah. And they made light brights that oh, were- Like a really complicated- like really complex Ooh. and took a long yeah. time to put together. That's a good bigger idea. Bigger sheets of paper or whatever, bigger light. I don't know how it would work. Sure. I'm not a scientist, but kind I think it could be pretty cool and make it really intricate. And I don't know if you would display it. I don't know how like tacky that would be. Mm-hmm. But anyway, that was a, a thought well, that I Well, it's like they so. have those like light up signs where you put the letters and stuff in there that are yeah. trendy and- yeah, yeah. Stuff now. Yeah, you think about how much those like little letterboard uh, art yeah. things are now sure, for sure, like yeah. mom blogs and stuff. Yeah, <laughs> if they did that with light brights. Yeah, you got a million dollar idea right yeah. there. Too. All right, well, our Ant Man micro machine movie, and <laughs> we can cross promote that with We're some light make brights. Millions. Yeah. Okay, so thanks for your uh, question. Thanks for the question, guys. Um, and. Just keep an eye out. Follow us on Instagram, and we'll let you know when we're recording next, and you can ask us a question you've been burning to ask us. Or you can just interact with us every day on Twitter uh, or email. So anyway, let's move it on. We are going to do our large episode. It's where we talk about news that have to do with retro things being rebooted, being revamped, being revived. We Mm. like to call it a recurrent affair. Bless you. Will you play that at my funeral? (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Done. Thank you. And it's recorded, so. Perfect. Somebody gets mad at me, I have proof. Yep. (laughs) All one and a half seconds of it. Yeah. (laughs) Like, all right, everybody go home. (laughs) It's the moment when they close your casket. Yeah. (laughs) Or when they just dump my bucket out of the helicopter over the ocean. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Well, if that happens, we'll include you in this section, which is how we always started out, was the people who passed away that were relevant to our childhood. And... Uh, we only have one this time around. Only one man died. Big Van Vader. It's Vader time. Hmm. Um, Two-year battle uh, with a congestive heart failure, and he's 
uh, finally passed away, and I don't know if you guys had any. I mean, he made a lot of cameos and some some things we did. He, he was, he was big, in uh, two episodes of Boy Meets World. He was, yeah. He was uh, really? Frankie the Enforcer's father, and they had a few episodes with him wrestling and yep. grunting and growling and stuff. And for those of you who follow this podcast know that I was a huge wrestling fan, but it unfortunately was a time after Vader's prime. So I knew who Vader was, but I never really got to truly experience him. Was he more of an eighties wrestler? Yeah. He was kind of like the Hulk Hogan era slash early nineties. So it was kind of like, as I jumped in, it was a little past his prime, even yeah. though he showed up every once in a while. Yeah, so. I remember uh, it was kind of iconic having his like red mask that he would wear yep. and all that. I, mm-hmm. I always remember seeing that. He was always a very likable guy, too, from the times that I did see him. So yeah. very sad. Unfortunately, wrestlers tend to die earlier, whether it be because of their habits, eating habits or the, the, the impact on their bodies or whatever it was. Do you think it's because um, they worked out? Do you think they worked out? He probably worked no, out. Probably no. just born like that. <laughs> yeah, Bummer. probably just born. They just maintain muscles. a certain yeah. weight. Maybe it's Maybelline. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe. 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 <laughs> Who knows? This is the age-old question. We should ask Mr. Al. Yeah. Okay. Moving on. <laughs> we have we've talked about this before on previous episodes. We have uh, kind of a little bit more information on the Rugrats revival and live-action movie, Ugh. which is still a little confusing <laughs> because they've mentioned that it's going to feature CGI characters. And so I, I, I'm a little. Do you have any more information on that, Wes? Because that just confuses me more as to what. No, this they just said that like. it's just going to be CGI Rugrats in a live action movie, which honestly sounds kind of terrifying to me. It does. <laughs> do you think it's going to be like that Ally McBeal baby type situation <laughs> where it's like wah, wah, just dancing around? I, yeah. I picture it kind of, kind of like Alvin and the Chipmunks kind of a thing. Uh, okay, that God, makes it's so weird though because they're human babies. Yeah, it's. It's either go all CGI or go all live action. Yeah, that's it's, like it's going to be interesting though because we've never seen those characters in 3D. It's going to be big. Yeah, that will also be, be scary. creepy. Yeah. yeah, I mean, imagine Chucky and all of his like weird hair and. Like, uh, I wonder if it, it's going to be funnier that way. Like, they're kind of kind of played over the top with maybe. that kind of weird mixture that it'll just be funny to maybe. see. I don't know. That's a weird. <laughs> it'll be interesting to see how the character development of that one goes. So well, is that going to mean like a CGI reptar? <gasps> Ooh. Ooh. Godzilla. I mean, just go watch <laughs> Jurassic World. And that's basically it. Spoiler. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yes, reptars in Jurassic World. I knew it. <laughs> anyway, the movie's set to release in 2020, so we've got a ways to go. Indominus but... reptar. Yes. <laughs> <gasps> nice. I, I like it. Uh, yeah, so as more news trickles out, more things trickle out. We'll, we'll definitely touch on it more and more until that movie's released. Yeah. No, we're cutting it off here. I'm going to buy some <laughs> Reptar <laughs> bars for sure. I hope they release Reptar bars. Hey, they do. They're at FYE. Are, are they still out? I thought yeah. that was... Maybe I haven't been there before. because there's hardly any yeah. open. Is it, yeah, <laughs> yeah, they're still there. It's just any blockbuster near you. Yeah. Check them out. Just fly to Alaska. Go check yeah, them out. the nearest one here is like 45 minutes. So Interesting. It's like I haven't gone out to get some Reptar bars yet. <laughs> Make the run. Yeah. <laughs> Make the monthly run. Uh, okay, so we have <laughs> yet another Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie reboot. And it is a true reboot, not a sequel to the Michael Bay movies so it'll have nothing to do with them but yet michael michael bay still is involved with it 
So which like I'm like, like come just, on. Is he just like in front of the pyrotechnics, or does he have other roles? I don't know. Who knows? Jelly rolls. But I have high hopes for this. I hope they have realized the error of their ways for the last couple. Probably of movies. not because it's Michael Bay and he's pretty stubborn. So. Yeah, but <laughs> I hope that they can make it right. I, I wonder if it's going to be based off of the new animated series, or they're going to kind of go back to true form, kind of nostalgic turtles. I don't know. It, Maybe. It'll be Maybe. interesting. Hopefully they won't have nostrils this time and not wear pants. Yep. So I hope. Should you be best. so lucky? I'm worried that it's getting to the point where they're having kind of people are getting sick of turtles now. I feel like they need to maybe cool it. For just like a turtles few years. in general. Yeah. Just like I think they're getting turtles. fatigue with turtles. <laughs> It's probably They're why Han Solo didn't do so well because we needed to wait another year for a Star Wars movie, mm-hmm. not a couple months. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but got to give me some time to miss it so I can like it again. Yeah, got it. Yeah, makes sense. I mean, uh, that was a theory with Spider Man though, and they finally got that right. Even yeah, though they were kind of drilling Spider Man into our brains. So. That's true. As long as you get it right, nobody cares. Yeah. So we'll see. Who knows? Um, okay, we mentioned this one before. The new Daria, it's not really a reboot. It's more of a revival, kind of, you know, a la Roseanne. So it's a continuation. Yeah. They're adults now. You have Daria. It's Daria and Jody. So uh, it centers around Dar- Daria and the character uh, Jody, which her, she was her friend, right? Or yeah, was I think she so. Under- okay. I have a hard time remembering that. Yeah. So um, the little blurb that Wes wrote here for me that they have released as kind of the, I guess, tagline or the plot um, synopsis, whatever. These two smart young women take on the world with their signature satirical voice while deconstructing popular culture, social classes, gender, and race. Classic Daria. Classic <laughs> Daria. So, um, what a commentary. I Mike Judge is still involved with this, right? Do we know that? I I don't think he was involved with it. Was I, he not? Well, it's like Beavis and Butthead was his, and yeah. Dario was a character that they spun off, but I'm not sure that he was involved with it or not. I could be wrong. I, I guess I always just assumed, but yeah. yeah, I never, I never really did confirm that. Yeah, but I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't remember seeing anything written about him being involved with this huh. at all. But yeah, I'm not sure how I feel about it because I think it's like Dario's humor very much holds up for teenagers and those of us who grew up with her yeah. but it's kind of weird that they'll be adults and I'm not sure that any adults watching MTV are gonna yeah. well, happen and, and, and teenagers wouldn't know what it is they're probably the only ones watching MTV well and her cynicism and her attitude really really kind of spoke to the 90s I feel yeah. like and high school and everything yeah. that age and that time So, and it's like the advantage of animation is that you can just keep her in high school, kind of like Simpsons or something, yeah, where like she true. doesn't age. So she it's like it, it's interesting to me <laughs> that they're yeah. aging her. So maybe that tells us that they are going after the old audience that used to watch yeah. Daria. They're not trying to go. Maybe for they're the trying MRI. to bring back adults to MTV to somehow. Because yeah. we all stopped watching MTV as soon as we like hit college. College, <laughs> yeah. We didn't have cable. <laughs> We had to pay for it ourselves. Yeah, I'm like, my mom's not paying for it. Forget it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so something else, something else is being rebooted that I am very not sure about because I loved it. As those who listen to this podcast know, Buffy the Vampire Slayer is getting a reboot, and Joss Whedon is a part of it in some way. So I guess that's good or bad. I don't know, but um, I don't know what to think of it. I mean, I guess I'll reserve judgment until i see more that comes out from it yeah but. i never watched that show 
Um, I didn't either. I I, I, I kind of skipped it. out on it. I loved it. Watched every episode. Um, it did obviously tail off at the end once they ran out of ideas. Um, but it was a great show. And very dated, by the way. If you go back and look at it, I tried to get my wife to watch it with me, and it's, <laughs> it was kind of a struggle to get through those first two seasons. But it was—I mean, Joss Whedon. If you've fallen in love with anything he's done since then, like you know, a Firefly, Serenity, you or know, Avengers, or even <laughs> maybe just Avengers, one of the most successful box office movies of all times. Um, I—he's he, got this great rhythm of his writing. It's very snarky or whatever, but. I, I don't know. I I, th- I feel like it was in a bubble, really good, and I I don't know if this would. I think this feels like a ga- a cash grab to me. So. Was Buffy on the WB? Was uh, that right? Eventually, it was on UPN at first. Okay, because like no, no no I'm sorry I got that backwards. It was WB at first, then went to okay. UPN. Because uh, WB turned into CW, right? Yeah. So I, I feel like it's going to be in that vein of shows like Riverdale and like the, those kind of teen drama uh, type of gross. shows. I have a feeling it'll be in that. Tone. Although it kind of, I mean, it kind of was that too. I it mean, was, that was yeah. during the era of Dar- Dawson's Creek and Felicity. So yeah. it is kind of that same. I mean, it's kind of staying true to that. Um, yeah. The the one positive I could say is that you know technology has gotten better, so the CG and all that stuff that they can do with it. Can true. Be, more interesting to watch. Is that why you yeah. want Alex Mack to come back? <laughs> yes, please. <laughs> it was weird. I was always a fan of the movie Buffy the Vampire Slayer, but I never got One into the, the TV show. <laughs> yeah. Most people are the reverse well, It's of like that. my sister <laughs> yeah. would always rent that movie and we would always watch it and it had Paul Rubens in it. So that's, uh, yeah. <laughs> I was a fan. That's funny. Well, it's good that Joss Whedon is going to be there though. That's very interesting. Yeah, uh, I mean, I love Joss Whedon. Uh, I love the things that he's done. I mean, I never saw Justice League, but I choose not to watch it. Most things that he has made or written, I have enjoyed. So even though he's just executive producing this, for as far as I can tell, I'll give it a shot because I'm a sucker. That's good. You are a sucker. Fun fact, he won an Oscar for co-writing Toy Story. He did. That's right. Which is very random. Yeah, it is random. See? He's he's good at writing things. That's true. <laughs> Except for the original Buffy the Vampire Slayer movie. Apparently. <laughs> Sorry, Wes. No offense. Something else we have mentioned in the past, Wes, particularly you have mentioned it as something you liked that is getting revived is Creep Show. It's gonna be a TV series and it's gonna have um its own in each individual episode will tell an original story and it will have its own different filmmaker tied to it. So it's huh. gonna be Pretty cool, and it's going to be streaming on the uh, Shutter service, which is from AMC, right? Yeah, AMC uh, created a, like a horror streaming service. Yeah, so with, like of, movies and TV. Of course, with AMC. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. Not for me. Uh, same here. Same here. But Wes, I'm sure you'll tell us all about it when you. Um, oh yeah, I, I'm super pumped for this. Uh, like Creep Show is one of my favorite horror movies, and Greg Nicotero, who is uh, Mr. AMC right now. Yeah, like he <laughs> he does like a lot of stuff with Walking Dead. He's like a legendary like makeup artist, and uh, I'm and any any time that I've watched a Walking Dead episode and be like, man, that was a really good episode. Turns out he directed that. Yeah. Like he kind of has dabbled in directing with Walking Dead. So I'm he, I'm glad that he's kind of in creative control of this and uh like he's been a part of so many iconic horror franchises like anything that you can think of he's been a part of it um but 
I think since like the two creep show movies were anthologies, I'm worried that this is like since it's going to be an anthology series, I worry that it's going to get compared instantly to like Tales from the Crypt or something. Mm-hmm. But I hope that like Creep Show was based off of the horror comics from the 50s, which were very like kind of over the top and bright and colorful. So I hope that they have that kind of fun tone where it's just kind of like crazy and kind of wacky. So. Hmm. Yeah, I'm very interested to see how the format of that goes because I feel like things like Black Mirror where there's been the standalone thing or like Twilight Zone, mm-hmm. um, even like Are You Afraid of the Dark in its own way, I feel like right. have kind of paved the way for this uh, standalone but part of a series type of thing that should be interesting to see what they can do. Well, I think we mentioned this before. I don't know if it was a long, when we were talking about Creep Show or not, but just the opportunity for directors to kind of come out of nowhere and mm. like wow people it's like a good springboard for up and coming directors um, yeah so yeah it's like i was bummed that like a while ago i think it was usa or tnt i think was going to bring back tales from the crypt as a tv series like m night Shyamalan was attached to do it uh, and they were gonna do kind of like a crowdsourcing thing where they had people submit scripts and everything so it's like kind of give people to give an opportunity to make original stories and everything for it but i think that got canned pretty quickly so i'm glad that this is coming out because i just i love anthology stuff I m night Shyamalan was like all right fine i'll make a sequel to unbreakable yeah <laughs> fine <laughs> uh, so we will move along to okay so we we mentioned before in the past of uh, and obviously you heard of this before you heard us talk about it was maybe the fact that Roseanne got taken off the air <gasps> because of uh, Roseanne Barr's being herself tweets got yeah it. basically being herself and blaming it on drugs Ooh. um <laughs> So ABC has scrambled, trying to figure out what to do about it. Now they are bringing back the show, sort of calling it the Connors and just sans Roseanne. And it's going to be coming this fall in the same time slot and everything. So so interesting. um, Very interesting to me how they will write her out of the show since she was... Of her namesake. Yeah, yeah, very interesting. I wonder if it will have the same kind of success that the revival, short-lived revival of Roseanne had. Yeah, I wonder, because it's like, I know a lot of the political stuff might have been holding it back to begin with, so I wonder if this will kind of pave the way more of like, kind of uh, have it more of a universal audience in that way. But I'm really glad they're not punishing all of their cast and crew that worked on the show because yeah, because of one true. person. That was so the biggest, biggest that part was the that. main thing I thought of when that happened. I'm like, all those people, yeah. man, it's such a bummer. But I'm not sure how they're going to explain that in the show. But Dan was supposed to be dead in the original series, sure, yeah. and they completely ignored that. So Do you think they'd kill her off? I don't know. Uh, I feel like that might not be a smart move because just to kind of keep it open-ended just in case something yeah. happens. Yeah. Very interesting. And the fact that they're able to pull this together so quickly after taking it off again, that's very weird. And obviously we will probably talk about it when it comes back on. So yeah. stay tuned for that. So something else is getting rebooted, guys. <laughs> Wait. Uh, okay. It involves toys. <laughs> Sort of. Evil toys. <laughs> oh, no. This is a reboot of my number one <laughs> all-time most... Life-size Barbie? Yes. Most feared... <laughs> human centipede? ...villain. <laughs> Thankfully, I didn't know about human centipede back at that age. I'm talking about child's play. Uh, oh, 
gosh. Chucky's coming back. I hated those movies so much. I hated them, but not probably not the same reason you hated them. I actually was terrified of them as a yeah, kid. I used to yes. I used to chase my cousin around with my, my buddy doll. Oh my gosh. <laughs> that would have traumatized me. He was Chucky. I used to like hide him in my closet and be like, <laughs> go see if he's in there. <laughs> it's buddy. <laughs> it's buddy, I swear. So terrible. Uh well they're they're bringing him back. So demonic toy. And he, but he's going to be a modern day toy, so he's going to have all sorts of new fangled technologies. It's going to be an iPhone, <laughs> iPad. <laughs> it's going to be basically Siri, this but is my evil iPad, Siri. Chucky. <laughs> mm-hmm. But um, yeah, it's going to include a group of kids. So I guess that's all the rage now, thanks to it and Stranger Things. I guess so. And um, Goonies. Yeah. What do you what do you what do you think about this new technologically advanced killer doll? I wonder if they're just kind of mainly using it for the name rather than the Chucky character. Okay. Because I know that there's some kind of weird rights battle with with Child's Play and Chucky and all oh, that. Okay. Cuz uh, I think that Universal has the right main rights because they're still making like straight to movie uh things and I think they're doing like a TV series coming up soon. Uh, but I think MGM may own the rights. They they released hmm. the first movie, so I think that they may own the rights to the Child's Play name. So I wonder if they're just using the name and the basic concept. Huh. So they own the name, but Universal owns the character. Yeah. Got it. So it will be a, a different serial killer and a different doll. Yeah. He'll I would imagine a so. Cereal box. So it's going to fail miserably and everybody's going to nerd rage out. Yep. Perfect. Sweet. <laughs> it's a perfect recipe. <laughs> Delish. So there is a sequel, not a reboot, and not a sequel to the reboot. You got <laughs> These that? These are all getting very confusing. <laughs> I know. You guys remember when they rebooted RoboCop? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I completely forgot about what happened in that movie. <laughs> I, yeah, I, it was... So my wife and I have a... Uh, now kind of a tradition of seeing a terrible action movie on Valentine's Day. And it started started from when we were quote unquote just friends and we had a friend group and we just started anyway, we continued that as we started dating and getting married. Robocop, the remake, that was or the 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 reboot, that was one of the ones that we saw. And it was in the theater terrible action movie. Yeah, that's a great choice for that situation. (laughs) Uh, but anyway, so they're just ignoring that altogether. Yeah. And they're making a legitimate sequel to the original Robocop series. Mm. You know what it's called? (laughs) Robocop Returns. Die harder. <laughs> no, that's just RoboCop returns. Wow. Do we have uh, any I, other? I really put some effort cool into that name because I think the uh, original creators are behind it, and they're they had written a script for this years ago that's been just kind of sitting there. So I think they're taking that script and kind of updating it a bit. But I mainly hope that they use the 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 original RoboCop suit and look oh, and yeah, everything. I'm sure they'll get. I didn't. I did not like the the reboot look. Yeah, like it looked too much like a Power Ranger or something. (laughs) Like Like you need that bulky kind of robotic. But that looks too 80s. Do you think they would go that direction? Well, I think the Iron Man style maybe. It's iconic. I don't know. It's like yeah, it is iconic. Yeah. I feel like just having that look alone would get people in the theaters. That's a good point. I and I'd be interesting interested in seeing what kind of style it is. Like, is it going to be like super action packed, or is it going to stay a love story, <laughs> a rom com, yeah, it's a like her with a yeah. robot cop? <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Thanks for derailing that, Colin. <laughs> Sorry, uh, onward. <laughs> anyway, 
I yeah. Anyway, I just I just wonder what it's gonna look like because you know a lot of times it don't have to be over the top action. It just has to be. I don't know. So there's another sequel to talk about. We'll Robocop by Nicholas Sparks. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we shouldn't do long episodes with these. <laughs> I know. Colin just gets loopier and loopier. Yeah. There you go. And it's just like so another broken. reboot and a sequel of a reboot. And then just a sequel. <laughs> and a sequel about boots. <laughs> Peculiar. <laughs> oh, boy. All right. Goosebumps 2. Goosebumps 2. <laughs> Did you guys see the original? The original Goosebumps. The movie Goosebumps. Like two or three with years Jack ago. Jack Black. Because I did not, I still have not seen it. I, I, I've seen it. I did not. It was, it was I, a I fun am, movie, right? I, it's fun. Like you, it's you just kind of have to have low expectations for it. But sure. it is a weird concept because the concept of it is that Jack Black is R.L. Stein, as if kids now know who R.L. Stein is. <laughs> yeah, and his books come alive, and all the quote unquote iconic characters from Goosebump come alive and terrorize the city or whatever. But it's like such a weird concept for a Goosebumps yeah. movie. You, I feel like it. I'm keep harping on like uh, anthologies, but I feel like that would work better as an anthology or something. Have a bunch of like unique stories in the vein of Goosebumps, but like the Goosebumps TV show back in the nineties. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that would have been better. But um, they released a trailer for the sequel that's coming out in Halloween time, and it's super like Halloween themed out and everything. And which I always welcome like kid Halloween type movies and TV shows. I think sure. they're always like super fun because I love Halloween. I love that fun aspect of it. So, and it doesn't really seem like Jack Black is involved with this for sure. I didn't see him on the casting on IMDb or anything, but mm. I thought that he yeah. was coming back. But yeah, so we'll post the trailer in the show notes. But um, that's, I guess, the biggest thing that I noticed when I watched it. I was like, "Oh, yeah. it looks, you know, fun or whatever," kind of like the first one looked. But then I was like, "But did Arl Stein die in the first one or mm-hmm. something? Like, why is you know?" But anyway, didn't spoiler. I wonder how they will tie it into the first one then, if he's not involved True. with it. And I like Somebody that they have the book in a book box or something like that, and they're like, "Oh no." Yeah. I like that they are having like younger kids involved because like the first one was mainly like teenagers, but I think I think having like kids in it is more appropriate for that. Yeah. Okay, so there has been a documentary mm-hmm. that has been released about someone who is very impactful in a lot of our childhoods. Yeah. Childhood. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's called Won't You Be My Neighbor, and it's on. Uh, it's based on Mr. Rogers, who yes. has become a very beloved figure suddenly again. Um, it seems like after he has died, people have realized what a great man and great person he was, and this documentary definitely helps it. I, for one, have not seen it. I've seen the trailer to it, but Colin, you have seen it, right? I have seen it. Wes, you, have you seen it? I, I want to, but yeah. I feel like it keeps, like, I've reached that point where I've waited too long and, like, they're starting to, like, shut down in theaters and everything. Right. So anytime I'm like, oh, it's playing out of that theater, the next day I look, it's gone. So yeah. Keeps I going back been... to the land of make-believe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, it was really good. I mean, I don't know how much you guys watched it as kids uh, or were exposed to it. Obviously, it wasn't only on for our childhoods. It yep. started, like, in the late 60s. Um. But no, it was really cool. Was, I think it was one of those things for me watching it. You always kind of assume what uh, the personality that he is on TV and then kind of realizing as they interview all of his friends and family and some of that kind of stuff that he actually is that person 
and better in real life. Like this was just mm. an outpouring of the passion and person that he was. It wasn't just like a face he put on for television. I love that. Um, which I thought was pretty cool. Yeah, it's great. And they really like, they don't just like say that they sort of demonstrate it and show us like different examples of his character and sort of what got him into wanting to be the person that was reaching kids on television. Like instead of just being the person that was a critic of television, he like went out and did something about it. Mm-hmm. He's like, I want television to be better. I want human dignity to be represented well on television. And that's in the season of like, you know, so much slime and blah, blah, blah. Like yeah. everybody's like getting just blasted in the face by pies and stuff. <laughs> and he's like, no, like let's talk about some serious stuff. Like the, the, I forget what the actual quote is that he says, but basically like the space between me and the camera and their television and the kid is like very sacred ground mm. that I do not take mm. lightly. And like really obviously did that. Like he would make incredibly specific eye contact with camera and like was really slow paced. It was just like a huge contrast to the shows that were on at that time that I thought was just really special that they demonstrated. And uh, even to the point where he, they talk about how he talked to one kid. Like that's how he did the show. Like he didn't like, hey, are all kids out there? He'd be like, you. Like mm-hmm. you're you on the other side of the television and just would talk to you like you probably feel and you probably think and just really like gave a lot of permission around emotions and that kind of stuff uh, that was just really neat and demonstrated well as they interview like his super cute wife and his kids and that kind of stuff. It was it was really special. It was definitely emotional. I sobbed through like the last two thirds of it and like <laughs> needed some starting to sob right now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like it was really cool. I, I really enjoyed it. Um, I felt like I was dehydrated at the end, but like for good reason. <laughs> It, uh, it it definitely makes me feel bad for not having been super into it as a kid, <laughs> you know, because, like, that yeah. is the thing I probably should have been watching. <laughs> but because of its slow pace and it was kind of just like, well, oh, this is boring. Yeah. Little hand puppet thing. Well, can you imagine, like, kid kids watching slime. that now? Oh, yeah. People's like... Kids are so, you know, it's just <laughs> yeah. a different attention span that exists now. Yeah, yeah. No, it's wild. Well, I mean, if my, my attention span in, you know, the 80s and early 90s was just not there for that, I mean, now it's probably just you know, 20 years later, mm-hmm. awful, um, yeah. for other kids. So I, I, I definitely want to watch it because I mean, I wasn't super into, um, Mr. Rogers, but I definitely watched it. Yeah. I definitely remember watching it and was at least a little endeared to it. So mm-hmm. I mean, what did you watch it a lot? Like, uh, probably the same as you, like, uh, um, I, I, I had a good, a habit of watching it at, whenever it came on so like it, it it seemed like it was always on yeah so it was kind of like that and like sesame street it was like when i was really young i had that on yeah. a yeah. lot i definitely preferred it to barney i hated barney and yeah, i never watched that that was past my time so for sure yeah yeah i feel like i i must have just had like a lot of like alone or downtime as a kid because i feel like i watched it all the time i think there was like a lot of non-safety about some emotions and things like that as I was growing up and there just wasn't a whole lot of places that I could express that or felt permission to. And I think a lot of the way that he talked about, um, you being you and like, you're fine, you know, as the person that you've been created as, and, uh, you are special, not because you've done something great, but because you are the person that you are, uh, special is unique, not ex- exceptional and that kind of stuff. And I think a lot of those kind of things, was a lot of looking back i didn't have the words around at the time obviously but it was a lot of solace into like letting me be the person i wanted to be and uh, i just wasn't hearing that a lot of other places Mm -hmm. and i think he was a big voice for that for me yeah that's great that's awesome and it's it's great to know who he was apart from that too just because you hear so many stories of like the guy from blues clues and you know (laughs) paul rubens and like people who are really troubled doing these kids things and it really changes your outlook on it but 
like the fact that he's basically doubled down like off of the camera on these yeah you never hear that anymore yeah that's awesome yeah it's really true would you recommend that as like a documentary movie to watch is it a good watch uh on the even if you never watched the show i think it is a great movie to watch if you are just looking someone like what does it look like to be passionate about something and like chase it down with reckless abandon like Mm. he is someone who did that and fought for it and decided that he was dedicating his life to something that he was passionate about Mm. and like what a legacy in a lot of ways uh that has garnered him in the eyes of so many so i think in that sense yeah i think it's a great even if you do nothing with your life it's a great thing to aspire to in a certain sense to be able to make an impact on the world in that way i enjoyed it for that that's great well onto the things that really matter like people getting slimed yeah <laughs> to the opposite of to that. the opposite of that <laughs> total stimulation <laughs> yeah. pulling stuff out of people's noses <laughs> double dare has been revived officially we should have done that, that a, after that was a double beautiful dare. segue good job <laughs> yeah way to order this one guys we're great programmers <laughs> uh, yeah so double dares come back uh, I actually Beautiful. have not seen an episode myself. I've seen clips. Uh, Heathen. It, it looks like, it, I mean, it looks like the same. I mean, it looks yeah. like they've done it justice. Yeah. And, I think uh, I accidentally, accidentally haven't watched it, apparently on principle of all my previous statements. <laughs> <laughs> You're staying true to that. Well, I've watched every episode so far, so, so it shows what kind of person I am. Uh, I love it. Um, I love it. I love Double Dare, and uh, it's back. To, it's Nickelodeon back to its true form. I feel like well just said. how bright it is and how fun it is. Like the slime, I feel. I really feel like they're embracing the slime again. I feel like they haven't had that in a long mm-hmm. time, but I, I really feel like they're getting this sense of like that. 80s 90s thing is really popular with like our generation and watching that with our own kids yeah and slime is huge right now on youtube and everything oh yeah making it crazy and uh so i'm really glad even like their graphics package is it's like 80s 90s themed but it's like in a modern way and has super bright colors but yeah i i love double dare mark summers is involved with it which i'm glad even though he's basically like the designated dad joke guy (laughs) (laughs) on purpose uh, but everything is the way you want. They bring back a lot of the obstacles courses and like all the, the nose and just a lot of that kind of stuff is, uh, it's so much fun. And it's like, we had our nieces over for a couple of days and as an experiment, I kind of put it on to huh. see how they reacted to it. And they immediately latched on to it. And the next day, one of them was asking me to put it, if there were any more to uh, watch. So cool. obviously it's doing well with kids. But one criticism, it's not really against the show itself. And I'm going to sound like such like an old man saying this, but the <laughs> kids are so slow in the obstacles course. <laughs> they're annoyingly slow. I'm just like, I don't know if it's a generational thing that they're not as active or it's just like... <laughs> watching it now they are so annoyingly slow (laughs) (laughs) because like uh the the splat which like airs like old episodes of nick shows late at night they but a week before uh double dare came back they showed old episodes of double dare and there were you know kids were like getting there getting aggressive and running through it and everything and then you compare it to the newer ones and it's just like you're watching it in slow motion <laughs> they're they're like trying not to get icky and like <laughs> it's sticky i don't like it and it's like really hard too because like 
kids won't even get halfway through the course before the time's up. Oh, that's it's so crazy. Funny. I've only seen like two or three people win it, and there's been like, I don't know, 25, 30 episodes so far. Oh, my gosh. So it's, it's like less of the Hidden Temple heart. Yeah. <laughs> so have you heard about the trademark dispute between Double Dare and some person who claims to own no. Double Dare? So apparently, so uh, apparently there are companies out there that look for expired trademarks and then grab them, buy them, and hold on to them. God bless those people. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Just so they can cash out in case somebody tries to use it. So in this case, you know, months before they revived Double Dare, somebody had bought the rights to the name Double Dare and is now suing Viacom for <laughs> oh using my gosh. something that they now own. So um, 2018 for sure. <laughs> obviously, Viacom's putting up a fight with it, and there's a little dispute there. But I just, hadn't heard that. That's just so you know that uh, that exists in the world. <laughs> so, so anytime, like, should I go buy Toys R Us like patents and that kind of stuff? Yeah, a hundred percent. I'll work right yep. on that. It yep. should be affordable. Don't bring that up. Okay, <laughs> still a sore subject. <laughs> Too soon, friends. Okay, so one last thing we want to review or touch on is, um, you know, we, this is kind of. I, I was debating whether or not to mention this movie because it's now a sequel to a new franchise, but the f- new franchise is based off the old franchise, and it's Jurassic World. It's mm. a sequel. It's, it's a sequel. It's not really a new franchise, it's, I don't think. Yeah, but yeah. it's kind of like they, it's almost it's like they rebooted it. continuation, yeah. With the per- previous Jurassic World, with what happened there. Basically, the same things happened. I get it. Anyway, all that said. <laughs> People my, run from dinosaurs. It's more of the my, same. My own reservations aside, Jurassic, the new Jurassic World has been released. Mm-hmm. Wes, you've seen it, right? Mm-hmm. Colin, I you haven't seen it, right? I have not seen it. Okay, so I've seen, seen it. And you don't care to see it. I would see it at home. I wouldn't go see it in theater. Okay. Uh, that's fair. I have seen it, but I actually, um, I don't know your thoughts, Wes, we haven't talked about this, but I actually liked it more than the first Jurassic World. I thought they actually, it seemed like they had more nods to the original Jurassic Park and this one than they did the first Jurassic World, which was Totally. I don't feel like, I can't recall of any in Jurassic World, like specific Easter eggs or nods or anything other than like the park being open. And and this one had a ton of nods, both both like on screen and also even just like camera movement, like and score and and sound. Yeah. And like sound effects. Yeah. Like they they went pretty hardcore. If you're paying attention and you know the the original movie well. And I actually really enjoyed that. Now, plot wise. It's whatever, but it's a lot of fun to watch, and there's yeah. a lot of really great action going through it. I mean, it's never going to touch the original, sure. no. but I thought it was a good attempt. I do think it's my second favorite of the franchise, yeah? and it kind of began as like you're like, is this just kind of the same beats as like Lost World? Like it kind of <laughs> hit those same, but once they got to like the mansion or whatever, it became like its own thing. Yeah. Like it almost became like this gothic horror movie it once they got like to the mansion. But um, it's crazy. It's like I loved all that sequ- the volcano stuff and everything. Like yeah. even I feel like they showed just about the whole plot and the trailers. Yeah. So like you weren't really surprised by anything, and there's not a whole lot of like spoily stuff. So. No. But um, there was a lot of dinosaurs. I feel like they used a good bit of animatronics. Yes. Like uh, when they could. Obviously, when you have like, you know, 100 dinosaurs running, you can't really have (laughs) animatronics or practical effects. But I think they did a great job. And it almost seemed like a a really well done B movie at times. Like (laughs) Like the Jerry Seinfeld one? (laughs) (laughs) 
Yes, yep. exactly. A dinosaur, okay. lots a, of a sentient dinosaur falls in love with a human. <laughs> and Yeah. Got it. Sorry. Man, you threw me through a loop with that. Um, but yeah, it was like a really good, like, it was like a monster movie at times. Like, and it was good. I don't know. I, I liked it a lot. And yeah, and the way they set up for the next one is very interesting. It almost seems like, and I don't want to give too much away, but it almost seems like they could go with it if they wanted to. A Planet of the Apes, it like seems like it's mm, the beginning it's turning into of that. the dinosaurs taking over the world. Yeah, but um, which I really I think that would be a cool movie if they went. It that could be, direction. but it'd be a very different movie. Yeah, so I'm not against it because I mean it's not really. I feel like they. I I don't think it's sacred anymore because they've already bastardized Jurassic Park. So yeah. like, just <laughs> it's you know the first one is what it is. Well, it's like I don't care I, where they. Take I could it. be very wrong on this, but I think I remember. I never read it, but the original book that Jurassic Park was made off yeah. of. Yeah. I think it had an element of that where the dinosaurs get off of the oh, really? island and start to go into the real world, mm-hmm. which they kind of touched on here and there from Lost World and yeah. this. Lost and in that. San Diego. Yeah. <laughs> and But but I, I think it would be cool if they went that direction. It makes me really excited to see a third one. Do you think they'll ever bring it into like some kind of Flintstones type of situation where man and beast live <laughs> in tandem as one? Like how good dinosaurs are supposed to be. Yeah. And then suddenly all the dinosaurs are like human servants. Like the record, they're the, like serve as the record player. <laughs> yeah. And like the washing machine. Yeah, they're just appliances, really. <laughs> it's a living. My dino pl- <laughs> It's a living. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah. well. On, do, wait. But I am bummed that they didn't have a Dilophosaurus in it. Because oh, yeah. they had a bunch of toys and stuff with it. I'm like, oh, I want the spitter back. Yep. I think that'd be so awesome. I was surprised they haven't brought it back yet that was yeah. such a famous like dinosaur from the first movie yeah yeah that's surprising but yeah can you guys do a really good dino bark <laughs> no i can't I'm how does it try. go again I, I don't. <laughs> yeah, yeah that's it that's how it goes <laughs> oh that makes me so happy. all right we're gonna cut. i can't do it that's just great <laughs> <laughs> we're you gonna do that really i don't think so we're gonna cut it off there um, thanks for joining us on this supersized episode uh, since we're only doing one this month uh, thank you for bearing with us hopefully you split it up into two drives or whatever mm. uh, hope you enjoyed it thanks for sticking with us through all of it next month we'll be back with two new episodes hopefully Dose. and as mentioned before reach out to us do on it. social media at Pass Forwardcast on do Twitter at Pass Forwardcast do it on Instagram <laughs> everybody's doing it Pass Forward Podcast on Facebook do it now what else are you doing you're listening to us Pass Forwardcast at AOL.com you're holding your phone right now just do it <laughs> you can call us at oh, I wish I knew your phone number by heart because I totally would have started saying uh, I was looking at calling we should have a hotline we should have a hotline like a therapy group of all the like, reboots. We get that Dr. Drew number. It's yeah. Hosted by Mr. Movie Phone. <laughs> all right. We have definitely derailed. Thanks for joining us, guys. Until next time. Good night, Neverland. There's no person in the world like you. And I like you just the way you are. Wow. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. I have one ready. Aren't you guys so proud? That's very good. The voice and everything. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Later, snorks. Pass Forward was recorded in front of a live studio audience at Nickelodeon Studios at Universal Studios in Orlando, Florida. Not. Hey, 
Drive it! Wake up! The show's over! Oh yeah! Kick it!